Hello everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or my sorta new book, The Chain, which is over on Wattpad right now. Yeah. Hi. So today is going to be a ranty episode. I haven't done one of those in a while, have I? I've been more like in my feels and, you know, stuff. So today we're going to be talking about some ephemera surrounding the announced Sisterhood of Dune streaming series and why that already has me upset <laughs> for stupid reasons. But before we get into any of that, if you haven't already and you enjoy the podcast that you're listening to, please rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people and the more people that listen the more likely it is that we can gather in community and the bigger the community, the better, <laughs> because that's why I do this is to talk with y'all. And, you know, the more y'all there are, the more likelihood there is that I get to talk to you. Something like that. Social media is weird. Anywho, on with the show. So, I'm not going to talk a lot about company names in this, though. You'll probably hear me say the words Disney Plus, Netflix, and Amazon Prime more than I should. But so be it. Let's just go on. The company that is responsible for the upcoming Dune movie, because there's going to be an upcoming Dune movie, because if there's anything that could be simplified into a film... It's a novel that was originally published as a trilogy of novels that was then compiled into a single novel and then released as the first part of a trilogy of novels. Because, yeah, that's a story that can be simplified into an hour and a half. We were actually talking about that the other day, and you can't really simplify the story down into a three-hour synopsis because there's so much that happens between the Atreides and the Harkonnen and with the Bene Gesserit and with the Fremen and all the relationships there and really understanding what's going on with the Petisha Emperor and all that. And that's why David Lynch didn't even try and kind of just wrote his own story about weird goth Jedi when he made his movie with Sting because that's a thing that happened. But at any rate, they're going to try to simplify one of the greatest works of science fiction down into a film by cutting out most of the stories that are going to be a part of it and making Jason Momoa Duncan Idaho, which is a whole topic for like hours and hours of confused babbling because I don't know, maybe, but why? I think it's just because people would recognize his name. Anywho, so that's going to be happening, and I'm trying to be excited about it because I love the Dune books more than I let on in doing this show because, seriously, this could be an entire show just about the first book in Dune. Like, before you even get to Messiah or Children or 
any of the events that follow. Yeah, I, I, I could seriously just talk for days about stupid sand trout and whatnot because I'm that kind of a person. But the thing that really got me going is the company that I'm not going to be talking about right now because I'm trying to make this more about the principle than the company itself. Anywho, the company that's behind making this Dune movie out of a book that... Okay, I'm not going to repeat that, but you know where I'm going with that. They have announced that they're going to be doing a prequel series to the movie following the adventures of the Bene Gesserit and the internal politics within that led to the manipulation of the Atreides and the Harkonnen and what have you. And it's going to be called Sisterhood of Dune. And it's only going to be available on their forthcoming streaming service because everybody's going to have a streaming service. I guess. For reasons. And the first thing that bothers me about this is there's actually a book called Sisterhood of Dune, and it was written by Brian Herbert and somebody else, and it does talk about the Bene Gesserit, but like many years in the future after the events of the main Dune trilogy, and yeah, so that's kind of shooting yourself in the foot, especially if you end up having a very popular series now, isn't it? Because if you have Dune and Dune Messiah and Children of Dune and God Emperor of Dune and Chapter House Dune and then you go on to do any of the Brian Herbert stuff that follows you're eventually going to get to Sisterhood of Dune and people are going to go but we already have a TV series by that name and you're going to go yeah but this is different because it's based on the book that we just used the name for no reason and that's a petty thing to be upset about, but there are times when people mess with things that I really love that I just feel like being petty. And Frank Herbert is one of those things that I really don't like it when people make me feel petty in regards to him. It's like him and Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. Anywho. That's why I'm thinking about doing an exclusive Star Trek podcast where that's all I talk about because, yeah, I can do that. Anywho, <laughs> what really upset me about this is that it's being tied to yet another streaming service that we didn't ask for. And that's the problem here. Everybody is seeing green, everybody's seeing gold, everybody's seeing dollar signs, whatever analogy works best in your mind that streaming services are going to be the wave of the future and they're going to be the way that make money because everybody's going to have their own streaming service and that's going to make them impossibly wealthy and oh money 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 and i'm done like i'm done like the streaming craziness hasn't happened yet and i'm done and chill and this was like the straw that broke the camel's back because there are some things that I'm willing to pay for and things that I'm just done with. So, you know, I pay for DC Universe and Swamp Thing's actually been kind of enjoyable and I'm probably going to talk about it more on the show in future, but I, I expected it to be a lot worse than it is and I've actually been enjoying it. They really kind of laid into the body horror of it, but we'll talk about that more later on a different episode. But, um... I don't look at that as a streaming service. Like the streaming content is a perk, but I miss reading comics. And like with me having a subscription to, you know, Marvel Unlimited, 
it's a way for me to read comics. Yeah, they're a little bit delayed and they really didn't do the best job laying them out for the uh, DC app. But um, yeah, it, it lets me read comics again. And anything that lets me read comics again in my book is a good thing because I love me some comics. The shows, well, they're what they are. We have a Hulu account because that's how we get live TV because I live in the land of Sky Kaiju that come and try to eat your house periodically, like most of the last week. And it's good to be able to put on the live news and see if the Sky Kaiju is coming directly at you or off to the side. But it also lets me watch other shows like my Brooklyn Nine-Nine and what have you. And I have a Netflix account because, of course, I do. Everybody's got a Netflix account, right? And I have an Amazon Prime account because I live in the middle of the country and there's not a lot of stores around here. And if I want pretty much anything, I'm going to have to order it online because Amazon has completely crippled everything in our economy. But that's neither here nor there. So we have a Prime thing so that we can get those packages quickly. And they're nice enough to say, since you're paying for that, you get to watch the streaming thing for free. And okay, and that's awesome, because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is one of my favorite things ever. And now The Expanse is there, and yay! But I don't know if I'd be paying for it by itself. And, oh yeah, there's that Apple streaming service coming, and I don't know, but mm, you gave Steven Spielberg a series, and that makes me interested. Dang it. And of course, we have Disney Plus coming, and of course I'm going to have Disney Plus, because huge Disney fan, Pixar fan, Marvel fan, Star Wars fan, all rolled up into one service, and that's the thing. Disney is its own little cultural hegemony over there, and they have a lot of different brands that they can pull on, and I'm hoping that there's a lot of old stuff there, like the old DuckTales and, you know, Darkwing Duck. Like, I'm really looking forward to watching those, so those better be on the service, Disney. But, you know, it is what it is. And now everybody and their cousin thinks that they need to have a streaming service too because that's how money is going to be made in the future. Like CBS. They think they should have their own streaming service. But why? See, originally, Netflix and Hulu could pull it off because they were just kind of aggregate services and that made it make some kind of sense for you to pay for them to have them. So you'd have access to all this stuff. Disney spinning itself off kind of makes sense because, like I said before, with all the Disney and Pixar and um, Marvel and Star Wars, and who knows if they're going to have the Touchstone library there because that's owned by Disney. And, oh yeah, the Fox and the Miramax and all the other things that they own now. I mean, yeah, okay. But why would CBS think that they can have one? Oh, yeah, that's right. They have Star Wars. I'm um, no, not Star Wars. They have Star Trek. They keep forgetting that, though, and pretending it's Star Wars and having it be about wars in the stars while people happen to be trekking about because, yeah, that might be a topic for an episode of an upcoming podcast that I may or may not be doing. And that's the problem. There's nothing else there to watch. You know, I own most of the Star Trek stuff and yeah, I can see the time where they pull it off streaming in other places to force me to watch it there, if not just buy it outright so I don't have to keep paying them a monthly fee, maybe, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But 
Yeah. So they're doing Star Trek Discovery. I give them a little bit of money because I want to watch it. But they've got the short treks coming out. And, you know, I'll just watch those in the run up to Discovery, maybe. Or if I'm doing a Star Trek podcast, I have to watch them as they're coming out so I can talk about them and have to give them money the whole time. I don't know. But you don't have a massive library there. I actually went through and looked, and the old shows that they have, I mean, they've got a lot. I mean, they've, they've got Star Trek, and I like Star Trek, and they have some other shows that I remember liking when I was a kid, and when I tried rewatching them, oh, yeah. Nostalgia can only take you so far, and that's a little bit beyond its range. So, yeah, that's a problem. And I know they're trying to do the whole Twilight Zone stuff that we didn't even get into because, you know, I'm excited about it, but, eh. But everybody thinks that they're entitled to our money. Everybody thinks that they're entitled to get their slice of the pie and what a lot of these companies are going to have to learn and have to learn the hard way is a lot of these companies are either wrong or they're going to have to really dramatically scale back the way they're actually producing their content. Because when you actually look at the streaming sites that are available, there are so many more already with your curiosity streams and your shutters. And of course, Cinemax has one and HBO has one and Showtime has one and stars has one and, on and on and on. There's Acorn if you like your British stuff, or Bribbox if you like your British stuff, or blah, 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 blah. And I'm not against people getting paid. I am a creative entrepreneur, or whatever I'm supposed to be calling myself now. I write stories, and I do these podcasts, and yeah, I like the idea of potentially making a living off of that at some point in my life, because that would be awesome. But there's a difference between hoping that you can make a living doing something and feeling entitled to the money that you're going to be getting because you control the copyright. And that's the problem that I'm seeing here. I am curious about what a prequel series to children of to Dune would look like, especially one about the Bene Gesserit, because I think that they are a fascinating part of dune and the galaxy that exists there but the thing is i've read the books and so i know a lot about the Bene Gesserit already and you know there's a big part of me that doesn't think that the people involved in this are even going to care about any of the lore that has already been established for the Bene Gesserit because well one that would probably require an additional licensing fee that they may or may not have paid they may only have the license to what Frank Herbert did and not what Brian Herbert or any of the other writers that have worked in Dune have done. So that would be problematic for them. And of course they would like to have the freedom to do whatever they want to do in setting up. I'm assuming Jessica's eventual story. If she's not a character, she will probably follow one of her ancestors in some way. But you've given me no reason to trust you. And that's the problem with all of these transactions that are upcoming. I don't know if I would ever want to give Time Warner money. 
because they've never exhibited any proof to me that they're going to give me anything that I might want. I was able to give them money via the DC Universe app because I know I have enjoyed DC Comics. They have DC Comics. Okay, then I can read DC Comics. I have a trust relationship there. The same thing has happened with Netflix and Hulu. I have enjoyed several Netflix originals as well as Hulu originals. So I've developed trust with them. The same is true with Amazon. Disney has already had my trust because since I was a child, I've watched Disney stuff and the surrounding brands that they have purchased over the years. And so I have kind of an intrinsic belief that they will give me something that I will like for the money. For goodness sakes, even Apple has kind of leaned into this because, well, I'm talking to you from the house that Apple built. With the exception of the microphone and headset that I'm currently using, I'm talking to you on a MacBook while looking across the room at an Apple TV and Apple HomePod. I have my Apple iPhone sitting right there beside me and my iPad on the charger over there just in case I want to use it. My Apple Pencil is right there and the Apple... the iPad Pro is sitting across the room just in case I want to sketch. I'm living in the house that Apple built. Does that mean that I immediately trust them when they announce a streaming service? No, but oh, you've got Steven Spielberg? Ooh, <laughs> he's doing an anthology series, is he? A sci-fi anthology series? That thing that he's kind of really good at? And you gave me, like, images of the young Indiana Jones was a show that I enjoyed back in the day and still kind of do? In other words, you have taken advantage of the trust relationships that I have with various content creators to try to convince me that there is a series that I might want to watch. Oh, you have Alfrey Wooder and Jason Momoa in a show about people in a world where everyone's gone blind? Well, I don't know if I want to watch that or not, but oh, oh, those are some good actors that I've really enjoyed stuff. And ooh, what would Jason Momoa be like in a world where he can't see? That would be an interesting thing to find out. So you're leveraging those relationships that I have developed with these content creators and actors to make me interested in your product. This is the cynical thing that we see CBS and others doing. I have a relationship with Star Trek that I have enjoyed throughout my life. You tell me that I have to pay for your streaming service in order to get more Star Trek. Well, I'm likely to do that, but a lot of people were not, which is one of the reasons why it hasn't gone over like gangbusters. So you try to leverage an actual existing relationship and tell me you're going to do Star Trek Picard now. Well, I love Patrick Stewart and Picard is a great character, but you've left Alex Kurtzman involved with all of these projects, and I really do not have the trust in him to be able to pull off the stories that you're telling me he's going to tell us. And while I'm a really hardcore fan and will probably watch it just because I have a completionist thing inside of me that may or may not finally be thwarted by the fact that you're letting Quentin Tarantino do a Star Trek movie, which is anathema to my very nature, you'll probably get some money off of me because you're able to leverage those relationships. When you start trying to pull on strings like Dune, Dune has never been a multimedia series for me. I, I enjoyed the Lynch film. It was fine. I think it was Lynch. Was it Lynch or Cronenberg? I keep saying David Lynch. It may have been Cronenberg. 
I don't even care. The one with Sting in it. I'm pretty sure it was Lynch because it also had Kyle McLaughlin in it, and he's in everything David Lynch does. Anywho, see, I don't even care. It's a movie that exists. I watched it when I was a kid. I thought it was interesting. Found out that it was based on books, read the books. They were so much better. Sci-Fi Channel did a miniseries for both Dune, Dune Messiah, and Children of Dune. They were great. They were wonderful. But they didn't cause me to have a lifetime relationship with either Alec Newman or... uh, See, I can't even remember his name. The guy who's currently Professor Xavier. His name completely went out of my head because it didn't cause me to have that relationship with them. Because... They're not Paul and Leto Atreides in my head, because Paul and Leto are Paul and Leto, and yeah, they've never had that kind of embodiment before. You're trying to leverage my relationship with an IP rather than with with the talent that you're bringing into your project to make me interested, and that really irritates me, because when I see you do this... All I can see is how much you want to utilize my fandom for your profit rather than to make something I'm interested in. And that irritates me. And that's my little rant. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed. I, I try not to do these too often because they're not good for my blood pressure. But hey. There are times when I just feel like I need to get it off my chest. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't yet rated this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on, please do so. It helps me out a lot. If you've got a buck you can spare, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the community support tab. If you click that link, you will be able to join the project at the one, five or $10 levels. That money does really help me out a lot. It helps me do everything that I do to be honest. And thank you to everybody who does that. If you don't have any money to give right now, or just don't feel like it, don't worry about it. No pressure. But if you know anybody you think might enjoy this show, please do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Like I said, I am still considering whether or not I'm going to do a uh, Star Trek series, like a completely separate podcast that's just Star Trek. That'd be a weekly show. I think I might do it. I'm really, really tempted Spent the weekend playing around with ideas. I already have album art and a rough cut for a theme song that needs a lot of work. But I'm not sure. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I'm C.E. Dorset on both. Or you can go into the show notes, click the voice message, and leave me a message no matter where you're at. It works on every device. You do have to sign in because we do not. If they, this Well, the system does not allow for anonymous voice messages. And who knows, maybe I will use it on the show. Keep it clean for that reason. Yeah. Until next time, you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.